Okay, guys, before we start, I just want to welcome two parents. Okay, it's nice to have uh, Rafi Snowball's father with us. He's, he's already established that he's a serious guy. We'd accept him to Yeshiva. Okay, and uh, we also have, I think, Mr. Weiss Snowball. Welcome. Okay. Uh, one of the things I like about Chirkoli is the chance to expose the students to different areas of the Talmudic universe. And we'll see if any of you are familiar with this area or not. When you study to be a rabbi, when you study for smicha, it's one of them you study topics in your idea called tarovet and basar b'chala. When different kinds of foods get mixed together, what is their halachic status? Let's say asr and mutter things get mixed together. So let's get the ball rolling logically. And I know when I was studying for smicha of all the topics, I, this might have been the most interesting conceptually. Okay, so let's think about the following two cases, guys. The difference between what's called a yavesh b'yavesh mixture and a lach b'lach mixture. Now in that context, what would lach mean? Wet, wet. Something wet, something moist. So there's liquids that get mixed together and solids. Let me give you two cases, and a lot of you will tell me right away what's the difference between the two cases. Here's case one. I have four pieces of meat on the table. Oh, Joe Kate, this is a great topic for you. You can't leave it at all. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm convinced, some of you heard this from me already, but that on the cruise they're going on, the boat's going to start to tilt because of all the beef jerky jokeas. Okay, okay. So if your boat starts tilting, guys, you know why. Okay. So, uh, let's say you have four pieces of meat on the table. Three are kosher, one is treif. Okay, so that's one case. And maybe we rely on the majority that you can eat the kosher meat for the sake of argument. Okay, that's one kind of mixture. Right, tarovit means a mixture. What's another kind of mixture? I am making a chalm, let's say, and somebody pours milk in, or somebody pours something trafe in. What's a trafe drink? Guys, give me a trafe drink. Blood. What? Blood. Okay, how about a less gruesome trafe drink? <laughs> fine, non-kosher wine, fine. Okay, so both of those are mixtures. What's the difference, if you think about it, guys, analyzing what kind of question I'm asking in one case, what kind of question I'm asking in the other case? Tiny Gross. Okay, you're right. I would go one step further. Ari Berman? Okay, so you guys are all right, but let, let's spell out a step further. What kind of question am I asking if I'm mafia one or mafia the other? What is happening? What would enable me to say the first case I could eat a piece of meat? What would enable me in the second case to say I could eat the chalot? Gooby. Oh, sorry. We're serious now. Gabi Edri. Um, okay. The first case is the first question because it's rolled, the whole kosher. Which one is? The one where you add milk in. No, but if, let's say, say I'm I, I mothier both. On what grounds am I mothiering both? Okay, uh, who have you not heard from here in a while? Uh, actually, well, I've heard from all of you. Okay, oh, Dan Burger, you're in the corner? Oh, you just, oh, he's in Europe, right? You were just calling him out? Oh, Burger. Whoa, what a movie. You threw Dan Burger under the bus there. Okay, he does deserve it. Okay, Ty. Uh, if you're muttering the one stick out of the four, then that's the one that I'm eating, whereas if you're muttering the chillin', that means the entire thing is okay. Okay, so we're getting closer and closer. So let's say I allow you to eat one piece of meat. Arguably, what's that based on? Ah, I am playing a probability game. Right, like other areas of life, halacha has probability theory in several contexts, actually. Maybe I'm playing with probability theory. Since it is most likely kosher, I could eat the piece of meat. If I allow the chalent, am I playing with probability theory? No. No, what am I doing there? Avner? Okay, so what am I, if I allow, what, what would be the conceptual basis? 
What? Excellent. I would say I look at the identity of the totality. And what might be true, I'll mention it, some of you might have all heard. What if there's a 60 to 1 ratio of kosher to trace? Maybe, how do I view it? The trace, it's not probability what happened to the trace, it's nullified. It doesn't have any significance given the fact that it's overwhelmed by the larger amount. Can we agree? So now, in theory, we'll see if this holds up. We use the word bitl in a tarobit scenario to mean two totally separate things. What do we mean in a yavesh be yavesh scenario? A bunch of drivers that are lined up with each other. We mean maybe you could rely on probability. Maybe you could probability to eat the meat. What do we mean in a lock the lock scenario? Oh, there's enough kosher that it overwhelms the identity of the trait. It's negligible and therefore it's kosher. Everyone see? We're good? Okay, great. Let's see if life really plays out that way. And those of you who like uh, probability theory will love this. Okay. Let's start with Mishnah and Chulin. Gid Nasha. I have a Gid, right? The Gid Nasha's trait, of course. Shenit Bashil Im Hagidim. But what happened to it? It was cooked together with other Gidim that are kosher. So now think about it. I've got a stew, a couple of kosher Gidim, and a trait Gid. Now what's good about this case, guys, is that it's simultaneously Yavish Piyavish and Lach Balach. Everyone understand that? You have a stew, you've got a liquid mixture, but you've also got the piece of meat Judah, what's bothering you? It's not, it's not as much as the Wait, wait, hang on. Wait, wait, Judah, you figured it out. Let's read a little more mission. I'll give the mission a chance. Bizman Shemakiro. What would be one case? What if I could tell? What if somehow the Gidanasha looks different than the other Gidim? So I would just take out the Gidanasha. Once I take out the Gidanasha, it's no longer a Yavish Yavish case because all the meat is kosher. What's it now? It's a lach balach case, because there once was cooking tray meat in the pot. So what's the criteria then? Benotein tam. Some of you may have heard this idea before. How should I figure out if it's a problem or not? Well, you already threw in the word lufkam. Let's leave the word lufkam out of there. You know too much, Avner. Okay, I, I guess uh, your earlier Jewish education was just too effective, Avner. Okay, yeah, Adin? Again, does the traif taste get transferred into the larger mixture? Like, if you think about it, the 60 to 1 ratio might not be magic. Arguably, what's 60 a way of saying? If this is a 60 to 1 ratio, we're pretty convinced you won't recognize the top. So, wait, wait, wait. So, maybe the way it works is that in a lock block mixture, how do you decide if the traif thing retains its identity? If the tom is there. Ah, if this is a 60 to 1 ratio. We assume the Tom's not there, and then it's overwhelmed. Okay, so again, wait, I'll take time for one second. So what's the first case? I can identify the trait meat. I simply take it out, and then I use the no-taint-tom formula to figure out if the broader mixture is a problem. Next, the imlav, what if I can't identify it? Now, here's a little bit surprising. Kulan asurim, then all the pieces of meat are asur. Uh, great Hebrew word to know now. Varotav? Sauce. Very good. Okay. Joe Kwame, you knew that word? Okay. Joe, are you getting tired of me being in front of you or it's okay? I think it's okay. 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 You say you have like three and a half weeks to recover. What if I send WhatsApps to your cruise? Okay. Okay. Varotav, benote top. And the sauce would again be would be no tain top. Okay, we're all good? Okay, great. Now, you might be surprised. 
Guys, because what did it say if I can't identify it about the meat pieces? They're all usher. So just before I take comments, guys, the Gemara itself raises a problem. Get a nash and a shbatel. Wait, v'libatel baruba. But if it's one tray piece and four kosher pieces, we should have said, meaning, it's, why can't you eat all the kosher meat? Why can't you play the probability game and eat them? Ah, so the Gemara says, beria shani. Beria means like a complete creature. Like let's say an entire tray bug fell into your cholent. You can't use the bitl anymore. Right, so I don't get to the details, but the point is, this is a non-standard case where bittel does not apply, but the norm would have been, what's the claim again? Would have been a normal case of yavesh v'yavesh, what would you say? Batel, and how much do you need? Not 60 to 1, but? Batel barov. No, again, in the yavesh v'yavesh, not the lach balach. Okay, lach balach, you might need 60 because of rov. Because of uh, tam, is what I meant to say. All right, now questions before we move on. Leave. Okay, we have a clash for identity, right? You have your big chalent, and you have your trafe wine that was poured in. It, does the trafe wine lose its identity? So one of the ways to determine that, you come with different theories, is can I taste the wine? If I taste the wine, it's there. It has not lost its identity. Well, it's not called lach lach. Isn't that lach the yavish? Isn't that lach the yavish? What's yavish there? I pour wine in the chalent. It's, it's the, the meat in the chalent. But we're focusing now on the liquid of the chalent, right? Well, wasn't our Mishnah's case a case that was simultaneously Yavesh and Lach? We, we, dealt with, we dealt with them both. But shouldn't we have to also deal with like the... the, the, the I'm saying like... No, but again, let's say there's Yavesh in a Lach. There's always going to be two questions. If I take the Yavesh out, what's its status? And what's the status of the whole Lach mixture? That, and I might evaluate those two differently. But it's not the whole, let's say, okay, so I, I, I just want to, like, the cases are pieces of meat, right? So I take out the non-kosher piece of meat. Isn't that then, like, the kosher pieces of meat are still yummy, and then there's, like, the, the wine that's sort of, like... No, so if I took out the trafe meat, the only question would be, do I have, let's say, the 61 ratio on the, on the larger thing? Then that, that would be the question at that point. Okay, Sally. Yeah, for the lock. Oh, that's a very good question. That, that's an excellent question. Yeah. Uh, do these concepts apply to something like where it's inherently kosher, but? Oh, what a good question. So, okay, very good. So, Tani is curious how Bittel would play in other things. By the way, even Basavachalab, you can make that argument. Okay, why might Basavachalab be different than the Trafe wine? Because Trafe wine. Is treif. Basar and chalv, neither of which is treif. It's only the combination. So, guys, now you all have temptation to learn to be a rabbi because you have this great sugya. And you know what? I'll give you a, I'll give you a little leeway. Even if you don't learn to be a rabbi, you can learn this great sugya. Okay, but it is very interesting. Like, or something that's not inherently treif. Let's say I took a ned there that I couldn't eat something. Like, how does that play out? Yeah. I didn't bloom off. No bite any questions, okay? Okay. <laughs> Do you think it's been particular that you one sixtieth? Because very, you said it yourself. Once in the Gemara uses one sixtieth, that's the minimum amount that tells you there's an aspect of something. Okay, very good. Something else. Okay. So why would we say it nullifies one sixty? I would understand one sixty one. Okay, I didn't move that. that. That's a very good question. I'm going to duck it for now. Yeah. Um, is there something you say about like uh, the amount of let's say liquid? Let's say you pour a little bit of wine into like a liter of something. Can you just like 
add more liquid to dilute the... Okay, so there's a rule, a good rule to know, which makes co- cooking a little bit harder for kosher people. Ein mevatlem iser lechat chila. What does that mean? We do have bittel, but it's always after the fact. You're not supposed to consciously try to create a bittel scenario. Okay? Otherwise, we could all do trafe cooking, as it were. Yeah, Ruben. So this idea of... This comes up, I'm sorry. This comes up for... Actually, no, I'm not going to talk about culinary school now. Fine, next. Uh, this idea of Tom, like, are, are there cases in which something can, can still be... Ah! Oh. Like, let's say, like, these pieces of meat have the exact same... Wait, wait, you're on the right track. I'll, I'm going to get... First of all, you're totally right. You're totally right. I'll give you an even better case, guys. Whoever... Did anybody do any of this in high school? Any, any, okay. Yeah. So did you have the idea that if you're somehow... If it's an onion, it might be different? Yeah. Any of that idea? Yeah. It's... Uh, Abner, once again, showed that high school was productive. Why? Okay. So, any other idea of... Du- uh, it is interesting. Of Dover Kharif? What's a Dover Kharif? Ah, something that's particularly sharp or pungent. What would be the idea once again? Even if it's less than 1 to 60, it'll still make its mark. So, if you ever heard that a Dover Kharif changes the equation, you now all understand the logic. You might say the average foodstuff in a 61 logic, its time is nullified. But a Dover Kharif, his time is not so easily nullified. So that's why the rabbi might ask you, was there an onion involved in the equation? Right, now you understand why that could be. Joe, you knew Dover Kharif also? I knew Okay, way to go. Joe, you're on a roll here. That could have been a pun also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about... Oh, some it's, oh, that's an interesting question. That's clever. You're saying something that really is tasteless, as it were. Maybe you don't even need 60. All right, not for us right now. Okay, Zach Magerman. Um, I don't really understand where the Gemara is getting this concept of Tom. Like, it's not as though, like, let's say, for example, Bus Like Okay, so can I clear for one second? There's a whole sugya called Tom Ka'ikar. And how do you know that the Tom is treated like the thing itself? So go learn that sugya, Zach Magerman. Okay. We're good? Everybody okay? Uh, yeah, no. I just have a problem with like, the general concept of using probability in Kashi. Because if Why not? you have, have 10 cow ribs with a pig rib mixed in. So right? you eat one and then you say, and then you lose all of that. Oh, oh, we said that right now. Very good. Okay, we go, guys. Who here enjoys probability theory? All right, a lot of you. Great. Okay, here we go, guys. We're now going to play out halachic probability theory. Okay. <laughs> Double D, time to get excited. It's going to hurt. Okay. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> All right, here we go, guys. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to tell me who is playing the best probability theory game here. In the, okay? Lisa Shmalov is going to make a... You're, you're going to love Torah after this. It hurts. It doesn't hurt. Okay. I promise you, you could like it, you could not like it, but it doesn't hurt. Okay, let's look at Tosvos. Okay, so it says Tosvos, when you have Bittel Barov, how does it work? So you guys could skip to the second line, in the middle of the line, where it says Bittel Barov. Okay, Bittel Barov... I can negate the treif meat and rely on the rov. Don't think the rabbi showed up and offered it. They just kept the doraita. I could eat a piece of meat because I got a probability. What position is Tosus taking? What does he mean by that? Can't do what? Excellent. One person cannot all eat all three pieces of meat. So let's play out the Tosas logic, guys. We're going to see four positions here. Okay? What does Tos would say? Why can't I eat? Again, two are kosher, one is treif. Why can't I eat all three, says Tosva? Because then we know I'm eating treif. How come myself, Tani, and Sally can each eat one piece? 
Yeah, all of us have a rove on our side. So we can all, if I can play the probability, why can't Tani play the probability? And why can't Sally play the probability? No, no, okay, no, we got Tosos? So Tosos, what? Well, 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 No, no, it doesn't. That, that, it, wait, guys, that is the most classic mathematical fallacy ever. Okay, it, 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 it even beats the sunk cost fallacy. Okay, guys, the first guy's piece might have been the trade piece. So the fact that I ate already does not change the probability for Tani Gross in the slightest. No, that's not how. It's the same. It's the same thing as, okay. as, as, as the Yes. Let's copy what Avner just said. Guys, let's say I'm the first one to eat. Do we know anything more about the reality after I eat? There's no new piece of information. So there's no reason why Tani or Sally's percentage should change. No, because after all three people eat, the person on the outside could say, was something trade Yes. Okay, but that's a separate question. No, something they all statistically had a less than 50% chance. That's not true. You're giving this person the right to eat it. Why? Because it's more likely he's going to eat something not trade. That's true at all three of us. You are banking on the fact that he's not going to eat something trade. Okay. No, it isn't. You're banking on the fact that there's a probability that he's going to eat something not trade. We're not banking on the fact that he is. That's not what we're banking on. Look, let me say one thing, guys, why why some of you are bothered. If you think of trade as something metaphysically problematic, that once it enters your body, like you're messed up for a month, so I agree, you could complain that either Tani, myself, and Sally, one of us has that, you know, metaphysical bug growing within. But you don't have to view trade that way, right? And maybe at the end of the day, as long as we all had a problem to rely on, we'll live with the fact that obviously one of us ended up eating trade. Maybe that's not such a crisis in life. How could you view trade so that's okay? It's not, it's, not okay. it's not okay. It's just that given this circumstance, we all had a right to eat the meat. Yeah, but one of you ate something trade. So how exactly are you viewing Trafe that you are okay confidently saying 100% Okay, Trafe, what if Trafe has no metaphysical insight? What if Trafe is just to train you in self-control? So in this case, since you have a rove, we could, we could give up on that. Yeah, but we don't view a human, like one single human being as training self-control. We view the nation as training self-control. And you're saying... All right, that, that, so that, that's your assertion. Okay, Alicia, we, we have an amazing uh, continuous pattern here. Okay, uh, the, the most skeptical and cynical guy in yeshiva is like too from. Okay, stop being so from already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Wait, just to be clear, if you have three people, each person needs a piece, that's, that's okay. According to Tosos. Knowing full well that somebody there. Yes. Okay. You're also unhappy. It's unlikely. Okay. Uh, you guys are very from. Okay, everyone go one second. Everyone go to the Shulchan Arch. Okay, we'll show you another approach here, and then we'll get to. Then we'll get to the two extremes. One second. Okay. Evan skipped to the Shulchan Aruch, end of the second line. See what it says in Wutu Lachlan? Evan ready? See, he again says that one is negated by two. Uh, this is really going to make Alicia crazy. Even one person can eat them. See, guys, this is why Torah is fun. Give me the logic of this position in the Shulchan Aruch, guys. Exactly. What if, wait, at least you should love this. What, what if you have a, a David Yumian concept of a person? He's a different person each time, right? So first I ask it on Monday. On Monday, do I have the probability on my side? Yeah. Then I eat it on Tuesday. Do I have the probability on my side? Yes. When I eat it again on Wednesday, I got the same probability. So I can eat it all three times. But if I put all three pieces of meat into one sandwich, then, then I'm guaranteed to eat trace. 
Okay, so there's two ways so far to play the probability game. Okay, way number one is to say that... Why would every bite have a different percent chance? I understand. No, it's not a You're mixing the three. What if you lay in the sandwich? Like a shawarma, they put different meats on that. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, Joe, we switch your calling topics. All of a sudden, you ask a killer question. What's going on, Joe? <laughs> you know what, Joe? It's even greater because when I planned this year, it did not occur to me that you'll have endless opportunities for me to make jokes. It, 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 it like worked out great, but, like uh, but the evidence. Uh, what? But it's, it's a little bit what Joe's asking, right? I mean, Joe's saying it's not obvious at any given bite that I'm definitely eating trish. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Okay, in any case, wait, wait. And some say one guy can eat them, even one after the other. Who's that some say? Toso. Now look, now there's a minog some you're going to like. Some are machmir, what do they do? Some of you will like this. What do they do? They throw one away. Uh, now comes a great moment. Let's see who gets the rest of the table here, guys. What's the rest of the table? Olitain? Can anyone get it? Okay, so Jonah Diamond being a Zionist fanatic would like to say Eretz Yisrael. Okay, but guys, th- think about it. Exactly, very good. Would that make any sense? What's the minog? Send one piece of meat off to Israel. Like, as even if you're a big Zionist fanatic, that does not make much sense. Okay? So it is Eino Yehudi, as Zach Magaman is saying. You could give it to a non-Jew. Now, some of you might like this minog, because what's this Chumrah basically saying? We don't want a world where somebody certainly ate trace. So how does this approach deal with it? At least one of the pieces is not eaten by a Jew. Right? But look what he says here. You're going to like this, Abner? The Eino Ela Chumra Ba'alma. What's Eino Ela Chumra Ba'alma? This is just a Chumra. It is not a real obligation. Okay, so we're going to take comments in one second. But guys, we're about to get to two extremes. But these are almost middle positions. What are the two positions on the board thus far? One person could never eat all three because he's body eating trace. But three different people could eat. Each one is a separate probability. Second, a little bit more radical. The same guy could eat all three just at different times. Because each one is an independent question. Okay, and then we saw a minog that didn't like the idea that someone's certainly eating tray. The minog says, cast one away. Okay, now comments. Josh will leave us. Isn't the show that our the possibility I think the Shulchan is just doing it because he's uncomfortable with the idea that someone's eating. We had this Chumr in Gaval because the same instinct that Alicia Shmalo has. Could it really be that we're willing to live with someone eating treif? You know what? Let's at least, or could, could it really be that we're willing to live with definitively someone eating treif? Maybe we just can't live with that. We don't like the idea that someone's definitively eating treif. I think you're not playing, that Chumr is not playing probability. It's just reacting to this like ritual instinct. I don't think the comer's playing probability. What's the thing where like you mix up the eggs as IVF, right? Okay. So so can IVF? Can you do that with food now? Non-kosher food. No, no, okay, guys. Guys, can we all recall what was the rule? Aim about Lemister. These are all after the fact questions. 
These are not that I consciously try to create this scenario. I didn't move off. Okay, I'm gonna give you a question that's going to combine um, history and Kabbalah, so pretty much just immediately. Okay. Um, I actually Okay, good. Um, so you know, I'm sure you know this, that there's there's 10 graves on Harvard Salt that they couldn't identify the body, but they knew there were 10 people they should do it once they okay. used a Kabbalistic trick. I think they used like the rub of the old city to Why? use this Kabbalistic trick with the book. Yes, right. Could you, would you be more comfortable of using Kabbalist, that Kabbalistic trick and then identifying one of the meats and then throwing that away? No, since I don't believe that trick to begin with, it's not really a good question. Okay. I'm asking the wrong person. I need to ask the wrong person. Okay. Great. Do you agree with respect to holding combining history plus Kabbalah and the Bushmili? Oh, it's very nice integration. Just doesn't work for me. Okay, yeah, Ruben. Can I set up this situation purposely so I can get a taste of Gidon I understand. I said four times. Why does everyone can't, can't accept that? Okay, this is always after the fact. It happened, and now you're trying to figure out how to deal with it. Okay, yeah. The case of where, let's say, you've got 50 50s, and then you add a third piece of meat that you know is going to mix it all up so that you don't really You can't do that. Oh, we finished five lines. Because you've already got a 50 50 thing. No, you still can't do it. Okay? But okay. if you were to do it. Okay. <laughs> Tim, how's it going in the corner there? Yeah, you following? Yeah. David Trencher? Okay. Oh, okay. David Trencher uh, is looking forward to his Pesach program. Very excited. But I didn't realize it was a Chabad Pesach program. So there's no Gabrox. Does, does that seriously hurt the, uh, the 330 barbecue? It has no impact. No impact whatsoever? Okay, great. Okay. So let's go. Time, give me a second. Okay, now we're going to see two extremes. One that you're going to love, because it's going to be pure, the most pure mathematical theory, and one who's going to break free and create a new paradigm altogether. Niv Leibowitz, this is a great topic. What are you so tired about? <laughs> oh, that's a good excuse. Who got married? My second cousin. Okay. All right, here we go, guys. Source four. Okay, you're going to love this Tosas read. Those who want to be mathematically, he is the most mathematically, mathematically precise theory. Source for the Tosas read. Okay. I have one piece of forbidden fat together with two pieces of mutter fat, right? Chalev is the forbidden fat, Shuman is the mutter fat. He betelab Again, we've got the rof. What could a person do? Take one of them. Ula and three could eat three. Now here comes the best part, guys. So this, why I tell you, I think it's the purest mathematical theory. Not because of the three, more because of the two. No one else has said this. What does he say if I choose to eat all three? What would be my din? I had a din carbon chat that why? I have certainly sinned. But here's the interesting thing, guys. We've discussed till now objections to eating three. No one has yet raised an objection to eating two. But so the Tosarito is the purest mathematical point. What does he say about eating two? What carbon does he mention? Who knows what nasham talui is? I'm not sure if I violated or not, but I did something wrong, right? So it's asham, it's a guilt offering. Taloi, it, it, hing, it suspended it. I'm not sure. What's he claiming? That from the purest mathematical point, I really can't eat two either. Yeah, 
Because once I eat two, I've shifted the majority. Right? But you can't definitively say that I sinned, so what sacrifice would I bring? An Hashem Toloi. So the Tosus read, for those of you who want the most mathematical purist theory, I think, I knew he should be happy. He is the most mathematically pure theory. He says, I could eat one, but if I eat three, it's a Vadai Chatat, I can't do that. Even if I eat two, it's an Hashem Toloi, I can't do that. Right? The one thing is, he's willing to have three different people eat, because he says, again, each one has the 33% chance. Okay, Josh, leave us. So on the, the source that we just had before, um, where you like send, send one, um, like send one, mm-hmm. in the case where you eat... Again, I'm arguing that's not about probability. I'm arguing it's about this instinct that we can't have someone eat definitive truth. Okay, but still, you might have to bring an Asham Tully instead of... Well, we didn't raise it. We didn't answer that question. Right. Okay, we didn't address that. Okay, by the way, I, I, some guy forgotten to do all year. I usually rank the most smiley guys in yeshiva. Okay, so I would like to say that Josh Alifas is definitely in the top. Okay, he's one of the smiliest guys in yeshiva. I think, uh, I think we're going to put Jaden Jubas in there also. Okay. What? Oh, Nita belongs there too? Yeah, but being uh, Kabbalistic and Yochasidic is an unfair advantage. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, Tani Gross. Yeah, I'm Levin belongs there too. Tani Gross is not that. Okay, let, let's ignore it for now. I'm sorry, even though it's a good question. Quincy, what do you want to say before? Yeah, it's source falls in the case of korban of non food. Or is it also. No, no, you mean bring a korban for eating the forbidden food. Okay, well, let's say for a korban ola where it all gets burned, would that be the same case? Would we apply the same logic to those of korban as in cooking it for food, like eating? You want to know what happens when kachim gets caught up in a mixture? Okay, you know what I'm not going to address right now, but I will tell you one interesting thing, guys. This is a good piece of knowledge that every Jew should know. There is an obscure Masechet in Seder Kachim called Masechet Kinim. Does anyone in this room know what Masechet Kinim is about? I'll give you a hint, guys. It is not Kinim with a chaf. It is not a Masechet about lice. Okay, Mark Adler. Okay, good guess. It's about birds. Why do you know that, Quincy? You were just, uh, you know, flipping through Kachim in your spare time. Like Shiloh again, correct. So, guys, that is the entire Masechet is about probability theory. It's about I have bird offerings. Let's say some of them are meant to be Ola, some of them are meant to be Chatas, and they get mixed together. How do I address any individual bird in that mixture? So, believe it or not, guys, the entire Masechet is about probability theory. There's a well known mathematician in a frat named Moshe Kapel who wrote a whole commentary on Kinim and what is halachic probability theory. So guys are curious, you can check it out. Yeah. No, but if you eat two, he, basically, here's the question, guys. Wait, wait, wait. What's really, what machlokat has been lurking here? Do we view the person in three, as three independent players or can we not ignore your history? The Tosas read thinks we, we, we can't ignore your history. And if we can't ignore your history, when you eat on Monday and eat on Tuesday, on Tuesday you already don't have a rove anymore. But why is it a, why is it, why is it a suffix that if there's a 66% chance I eat, I eat on that, That's not a suffix? That sounds like a pretty good suffix to me. Why do you think, you think, you think every suffix in the world is exactly 50-50? <laughs> I guess not. No, good. Yeah. Do we have any concept of a community doing a communal sin and then bringing a communal carbon? Is there anything? We do have something like that. There's a famous covenant called the Par Helem Dover Shel Tzibor, when the Tzibor sins. In fact, all of Masechet Horiot is about that. Okay. 
So shouldn't the Tosos Rid say that these three people should bring a, like, together? No, he doesn't think so, because he thinks each one is a separate player. Well, just because we have a communal factor doesn't mean we always see things in communal terms. They sometimes, good news, sometimes we think it's individualistic terms. But it's not a communal set. They as a community have, one of them has sinned and a trait because they were operating. But they all statistically likely, are statistically likely. Yeah, we're, we're related to them as individuals. Each one has individual argument why they could eat. All right, guys, one second, Itai. Now we're going to shake up the, the boat, okay? Till now, everybody's been working Pachodioter, more or less, under the same rubric. Let us go to this rush, guys. The whole yeshiva day was worth today if you, to know this rush. Okay, you guys will tell me what happens in the rush. Okay, I'm in source five. Dafka gidva chaticha, v'dav v'shein bevelachticha, v'skabed batalbarov. Again, we got batalbarov. V'afilu, David Trencher. You're going to miss a great chiddush. Okay. You, you look like you're heading out. Where are you going? Okay. Vafilu. <laughs> you you, I think you, you heard a rumor that there was a base Yako teal in the old city. Okay. Okay. Vafilu. Vafilu. Where are we here? Filu isid rabban lakmashacha. Ready? Now to drop the bomb. Viyira shemutter laochlan keachat. Uh oh. What did the Russia say? What did the Russia say? I could eat all three at once. Right? No one has said that thus far. How in the world could the Rush claim I could eat all three pieces at once? Let's keep reading. Avachad betray bedavayavish tafil nebun and batel. Now comes the great line. The Rush understood exactly what he was doing. What does he want to claim? You got it all wrong. The heter was never rooted in Suffolk, which in my terminology means the heter was never rooted in probability theory. It was never about probability. Let's keep reading. Even if I'm eating them one by one, what do I have? Even if I have a 33% chance. I've got a suffix. What should I say? Vesveka doraita lechumra. See, he claims that would, would I have been playing probability theory? I couldn't even eat one. That's his claim, which is debatable, but fine. So what is going on? Here we go, guys. Elamisham dixerida katavu dichtiv achrei rabim latodam latafal the rov v'lahach hilkach chabutre batel. And now comes the four words that just uh, change Jewish history. V'nefach iser liot heter. What did those four words mean? V'nefach iser liot heter. Nitai. Ah, what did we say, guys, about the chalent? The chalent nullifies the treif wine. What does he claim? That's even true in yavish piyavish. You have to think more metaphysically. I've got three kosher pieces of meat and a fourth piece of meat on the table. Guess what happens? The three kosher pieces of meat put peer pressure on the tray of meat, and they convert it to kosher, right? And that is not about probability theory. Okay, so we have finished the first part of this year. Let me give a summary, and then everyone can ask a question. Okay, what have we seen, guys? Before the rush, everybody was thinking probability theory. The only question is, how does probability theory play out? Now, everyone seemed to allow, or almost everyone, yeah, everyone on a basic level seemed to allow three different people eating. Because what's the claim? Each individual has probability on their side. 
What was the only thing we saw that was uncomfortable with that? There was a chumr that developed at some point in Jewish history to throw one away. Although we agreed in the Shulchan Aruch, that was just a chumr. So it sounds like the basic consensus is three different people could eat. But where things got interesting was what about one person? So Tos was thought one person can't eat all three because he's body eating trace. And the Shulchan Aruch quoted a different position that one person can eat all three as long as that, different times. What is the second position saying? Each day you're like a different fellow asking a different question. So on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, you always have the same probability. Those who didn't like that, you could go to the Tosos Rid. He was the most pure probability theory guy because he says we can't forget your history and you can't even eat two because once we eat two, you've lost the rope. That was the Tosos Rid. On the other side of the coin, the Rush showed up and said, I could actually eat them all because he's very clear this is not about suffix because what he means is this is not about probability. The mechanism here is just like the mechanism in Lach Palach. Our whole distinction that started this year between Yavesh Piyavesh and Lach Palach is not true for him. That even in Yavesh Piyavesh, it is a loss of identity. The trade becomes kosher. Nitai. So, do we ever, do we, do we ever come to the conclusion about why I have non truma food inside of my children? Non truma food? Yeah. Uh, so maybe I'll say, but oh, I'm ignoring Tanya's question. Can't deal with every question in life. Can we, can we deal with that? Uh, it, it might be useful because then if we have, if we have not, uh, not, not, be, not being non-kosher anymore, then it allows us to answer other questions about when we have multiple suffixes, it'll end us. No, uh, I, I understand, but uh, it's just too complicated. Okay, so I'll ask you a question about suffering instead, okay? You'll ask me what? About suffering. So we're learning about uh, saying, doing a seva for the for the Yain, and there's an idea, there's, there's a Havim Yorban that, oh, well, if I just don't, oh, the Suffolk Yorban inside. Yeah, Rav Gavim, to make the connection, right? I told him this your quality topic. You want to use this similar story for the Rav. Ask him a question in the chair, and he said to work it out here. Oh, yeah, very nice. Just shove it on me. No, not to shove it on you. It's just this year, and then think about it, but I'll figure it out. You should ask you a single question, and then the question he said as you. So not to ask you, but to listen to your chair first. Okay, so... So, with that, what do you think? Oh, you think it's justified because it's a kasha and a from before? Yeah, sorry, that doesn't change anything. Yeah. If, if it's about peer pressure, why do we treat it as video? Well, I, peer pressure was a little bit of a joke. No, no, I, I know you're saying. If it is that... Uh, I understand. If it's probability, you can ask the same question. No, but it's not about actually metaphysically changing it so that it's not... Oh, that's interesting. Kosher, then it's uh, interesting question. Yeah. Other than the, the Rush's uh, opinion, if we go by like the other opinions, and with mixtures, Tom is a very big deal, would you be able to say that, let's say someone had the first piece, whatever, like the, the case of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Tuesday they ate the second piece, and they're like, that's a lot different than the first day, I, I see the taste difference, and now they can actually kind of identify it as the non-kosher one, but because it's all mixed together, okay. you just say, it's, it's, it's an interesting question, but I, I, well, don't forget, actually, no, I'm just going to it. Yeah, all right. Guys, can I recall that peer pressure was just a way to make a colorful way of describing the theory? It is not really true that the trade meat fell, oh, I'm a social outcast, I better get kosher. Okay, that was not the claim. Isn't that not what we're supposed to do as Jews? No, that still needs to be in the minority, right? Of course. Otherwise, the peer pressure goes the other way. Okay, yes. Is that, that wouldn't make sense if the, if, the, if 
the mean isn't kosher, then it isn't kosher, and if it's kosher, it isn't kosher. No, but in the probability theory, we say it's, it's probabilistically likely that it's not kosher, but in this case, we're saying, oh, well, it is actually kosher, that means the mean. Okay, Rafi Snowball. We're saying it's the same act, that Yavish, why is one rove on Shishim? That's a great question. Okay, but not for us this second. That, that was very good, Rafi. When you study for Smicha. Where did the Shishim okay. come from? Okay, well, there is a Gemara of Shishim. I've suggested that Shishim might be a means of rove. Yeah, but presumably. Of, of Tom, not Tom. It's I not just Harif versus not Harif. Presumably no, Harif is worse than Shishim. I know, but presumably every single food would have a different. Okay, but good news, guys. Halakha, like every other legal system in the world, doesn't want to have endless details. It is easier to have a common standard. Now, you could be irritated by this, but every legal system in the world does that. In fact, I would even say, would we have a different shear for every foodstuff? You complain that Allah has a different shear for every foodstuff. Okay, so it's easier to just have a 60 to 1 ratio be the default. Yes, Noam Karger. Like, well, again, wait, think about it. You're trying to define a collective. Surely the most basic way to define a collective is what is the majority position out there, right? Let's say I'm trying to, I don't know, this is a bad example to use anyway. Let's say I'm trying to out, is a right to Haredi Yeshiva, right? Let's say Rav Gav is a wonderful human being who's Haredi, right? That doesn't make a right to Haredi Yeshiva because the only driver of the staff is not Haredi. That's the way you determine the identity of anything. Yeah, but you have to say that Right? That's so different then. Why? Because I'm not treating all the people at Raita. <laughs> but if I, okay, let's say, let's say it's easier for me to interact with Korean people, I wouldn't go to Raita if I know there's 100% chance. Yes, no, but again, here's the thing, Noam. That's the big Kedis Rush. You're saying since the piece of meat are separate, therefore it's not an identity question, it is only a question. The rush is saying you have to think a bit abstractly that those four pieces of meat, we view them as being in, as ki'ilu, they're a mixture. And then we're asking what defines the identity of the totality. You would say it's majority kosher and I'm on the trace. No, no, because no, you can't get out of your little probability universe. Escape your probability universe. It's not about probability. I didn't say it was correct. I just thought it was really intriguing. <laughs> notice the Shokhnach. The Shokhnach didn't even quote it. Did you notice that? Maybe he really didn't like it. Maybe the Shokhnach agreed. No, I didn't say about him. I said about the... That's why it's a bad analogy, actually. You're right. That is a bad analogy. That's a bad analogy. You're right. But again, you're right. If I'm in the world of probability, the rush makes no sense. But the rush, the rush is explicitly telling you I'm not thinking in terms of probability. No. Okay. And, and, you're, and you're purposely engaged by eating the meat, you're engaging yourself in a thing that's, go, that's going, that's a, there's a chance that it will lead you to sin. So I don't understand how, how like, you can go from a Torah prohibition to that. The rush is rounding okay. to unacceptable level. Like, so he's rounding to unacceptable level. Wait, let me take it to an extreme. You'll tell me what you think, okay? But once again, it's so interesting. You guys are, not only you're firmer than me, you're firmer than the halacha. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Avner, you're, 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 you're a halachic man. You're in wine with halacha. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can I give you an extreme position? No? What if there were 98 pieces of meat in a container? 97 were kosher and one was straight. Would you make the same argument? But, hey, your firm Jew can't take chances. 
Don't eat any. Wow, you're really from. Okay. Okay. We just said it's not metaphysical. It's, it's about it's it's it's, a, it's about rigidness and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So if, if we don't treat the halacha like that, then it's not the act. It's not like a meat uh, piece of steak that wasn't shafted is worse. Mm-hmm. Because we're saying it, it's for different reasons. So then why, why can't why do we just need to disregard it? It's statistically unlikely that we're eating an like, I just want to clarify what Abner just said. I think he's onto something again. I mentioned this a little bit before, guys. If I think of treif as, like, unhealthy, it's like I might get salmonella. So then you might say, well, even there, someone might take a chance with 97 to 1. But you might say, well, someone's going to have the salmonella. We can't do that. But what if I don't think of treif that way? It is halachagul, and it has its rule book. But it's not that it inherently, once it gets to your body, is going to cause difficulty. So if you keep the rules, you keep the rules. And maybe probability is one of the rules. Because w- w- Rove is part of the Lachic system. Okay. Yeah. You don't even need an extreme case to demonstrate the efficacy of the probability. Like, when you go to a restaurant, even if it has a half share, there's a one in, let's say... Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Sally Lerman says, if we would not rely on Rove in this world, civilization would break down. Right? You could never do anything because there's always a possibility of there being a problematic thing there. Okay. Oh, there you go, guys. It turns out that all of human civilization is based on Rove. What a, that's a great chitter, Sally. That could be your book. Okay, without Rove, society breaks down. It's all over. That's totally different about that. There's a 100% chance that there is a meat in your midst. Yes, but it's independently likely that each piece of meat isn't. No, but you could say the same thing about Sally. What, what if you create a case where 4,000 times the restaurant's going to be okay, but one time it's going to be problematic? So somebody's going to encounter that one time, right? Up until you have a fifty percent chance that it will be true, it doesn't allow you to eat every single one. Just saying that. Uh, if okay. It, exactly, but if it's if it's. Wait, wait. I don't think he's arguing with you now. Right? Okay. <laughs> Got so caught up, you forgot. <laughs> oh, that's it. Guys, I already told this to my Chumash guys, but Abner's got a great plan for Europe. Okay, first of all, he's very clever. He's going with Maurice. He can argue with Maurice a couple times a day. And he's already decided to start up with a Pope in St. Peter's Square. Okay, it will be very, very interesting to see who wins that argument. Please, please. Okay. Okay. Yeah, anytime. But you can do it separately. It doesn't have to be a disagreement between, uh, if we take the Russian consideration, there's not to be a disagreement between the probability and the, and the metaphysical view. It's that uh, once you reach a certain kind of probability, then the metaphysical reality is no longer true and that it's not providing a, a, a trick piece of meat. Like Okay, but at the end, ah, the capitalists always want everyone to agree. But <laughs> at the end of the day, the rush allows you to eat all three at once, and the other we showed them don't. Yeah, so that, that difference remains. Right? Not everybody thinks the probability gets translated into the metaphysical. But then it's just a matter of what the numbers are. No? No, but according to the other we shown him, it could be there's no case where the probability gets translated to the metaphysical. Can we say that if you have a couple of pieces of kosher and one not kosher, then you can't eat it? According to Tosos, what's what one? Let's do this, guys. Get this down. We'll be on the final. According to Toast Vote, what is, no matter how many pieces of meat I have, what's one thing that could never happen according to Toast Vote? That one guy can eat all of them. Okay, so, so Toast clearly doesn't go like the rush. So it, it could be that, well, no, this is, okay, so this is subjective to the Allah. It's going, it's going toward, once, we, once you zoom more out of the probability view, it gets more closer to you can eat them all at once. The only difference is that the rush makes a jump of not being a probability more, and that's why he's able to take the Allah to, to, its, to its final form. So maybe it's not even disagreement as much as it is. Once you've been around probability, you can go very close to rush, but you can't make that jump 
to, to the end. Because well, you'll still be Why do all you Kabbalists hate Machloket so much? It's okay if they argue. That doesn't mean they don't argue. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two quick things. According to Toso, if you have like three pieces of meat, can you like cut them up to be like really small and then have all of them like leave one small piece? No, because the ratio... No, because I'm still eating from all three. I w- How would it help? The denominator... No, no, but I, why, why do I have to eat the entire tray piece of meat? Eating part of the tray piece of meat is problematic, right? Also, is that intentional doing the rope? Do any of these concepts, or all of them, apply to comments on Pesach? Oh, okay, here we go, guys. Now, we had such a good conversation, we're not going to fully get the second topic in, but I'll do it very briefly. Okay, there is a rule. Everyone turn the page. We're going to have to do this in nine minutes, but here we go. And I can't even give you an excuse that we started late today because we didn't start late. Okay, look at Bates, uh, page 10. Who is, 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 was there one Gulachavit that was in Bates this year? Or nobody? Nobody's in Bates this year? Okay. V'chol davar shi'eshlu matirin afilu be'eleflo batil. There's an interesting rule, guys. What about something that's going to become mutter if I just wait? What's the claim? We don't rely on bitl. Let's say I took a netter not to eat apples for a week. And then a problematic apple is, a bad apple is mixed together with Three kosher apples. Okay, what might I say? Don't rely on bittel because I, I could just wait till my nether is over. Okay, let's use chametz. Okay, chametz gets mixed. There's one piece of chametz and three pieces of kosher. Ah, let's say my, my mom and dad have figured out the greatest brownie recipe ever. And even though it's kosher lepesach, it tastes like real brownie. Okay, so now I've got three of those good kosher lepesach brownies. And one chametz one. I got a mixer, mixture. But what's true? It's the sixth day of Pesach. What might we say? You can wait three days, and at that point, it won't be a problem anymore. Okay, so maybe we don't say bitl in that case. That is called, have we got the phrase down? Davar sheyesh lo matirin. Again, what's a davar sheyesh lo matirin? Something where a heter is coming down the pike. Okay, everyone go with that davar? Okay. Wait one second. But no, therefore, what would I do? I would simply wait. But here, guys, there's an amazing machloka between Rashi and the Ron, why that is. Okay, we're going to see it right now. Okay, you ready to go? Gooby, how you doing? You still with us? Okay. You were very into it at the beginning. What happened? Okay. David Herman, why are you in a different room over there? It, it wouldn't have been so awkward. It's more awkward to be called out now at 1253. <laughs> okay. okay. That was a bad strategy. Okay, so let's go with, let's see Rashi versus the Ron. Okay, so we are in Rashi in 11. Look what he says in the last line. Ho il v'yeshlo matirin lacharzman. Since it's going to become mutter, lo yuchlan abisra debitul. So basically Rashi, it sounds like he's being very practical. Why get into all kinds of questions about Bitul? If you've got a simple solution, what's your simple solution? Just wait. Okay, I've got the Rashi theory down. Rashi makes it very simple, very pragmatic. You could just wait and then everything's fine. But thank God, the Ran in the Durham says this is not about pragmatism. This is about deep. What? Okay, good. So you're going to love this Ran, guys. Very briefly. The Ran's, there is a Shita. That says there's no bittel in what's called min bimino. There's only bittel in min 
And what would that mean? First of all, what does it mean and why would it be true? There's no bitl and me. What's min me, though? I have a trafe and a kosher piece of meat, but they're basically the same kind of meat. It just happens to be one's trafe, one's kosher. Why might there be no bitl? So says the Ran, what's bitl based on? Think about lach especially. There's a clash for identity. And what is only a clash if A is qualitatively different than B, right? It is difference that generates clash. But if it's meat and meat, right, then at the end of the day, it's not really a clash. And therefore, there's no clash for supremacy. Therefore, in Min Bamino, there's no Beetle. That is one cheetah. Now, let's think deeply for a second, guys. Okay. What? Donnie Clay, did you just plan some shots there? Just plan for it, yeah. Trying to finish it. Great. Well, wait a second. No, I was looking at Oh, sorry. Call that a serious guy for no reason. Okay. Here we go, guys. What would the other sheet just say? Min Bamino is Bato. What's the clash if they're both meat? Yeah. Maybe the clash is a different aspect of them. There's still a clash because there's the clash of kosher, kosher verse. Okay, we got those two points down? Now get to brilliant Kiddush. What did the Ron say so far? There's a sheet out there that there's no bitl and min bimino. Because it's not a clash, it's meat and meat. Those that think there is bitl and min bimino would simply say there's a different kind of clash. There's a clash between treif and kosher. Okay, we'll go down. Now the Ron says something brilliant. Yes, the real Lamdanu, we're going to appreciate this. What happens if I have a Dover Sheishl Matirin? What could you argue now? Its identity as a trafe item is not very solid. Because in two days, it's going to become kosher. So what happens to Dover I don't have a clash at all. If it's meat and meat, and essentially it's really kosher and kosher. So in that kind of scenario, there isn't enough clash for supremacy to have to define the identity of the totality. But notice how different the Ron is from Rashi. Right? What did Rashi say? Oh, it's very practical. If you could wait two days, wait two days. The Ron says practicality has nothing to do with it. It is fully conceptual. That Bittel is rooted in a clash between A and B. And Davishishlamatirin undermines the clash. This is a very famous run, guys. Wherever you're going for Shabbos, actually, in for Shabbos. Okay, <laughs> next time you go away, you can tell the local Tavachacham, I know the Ram and the Dharma Davishishlamatirin, and he'll start tomorrow. Okay, Mikey. The status of anything that's funny is connected to time. That's exactly the question I wanted to raise. I might not have time because there's three minutes left, but. In terms of Tani's question, you could ask, should we define chametz as a davar sheyesh lomatira? Now, one last point, guys. No, some of you may have heard this, that we're very mocked about chametz, including the idea that we don't rely on vittel. You've heard this idea? That if I made a chametz mistake on cholamoid, I would not be able to rely on 61 or on rose. Correct? Everyone aware of that? Yeah. Okay, but now you guys will have one possible reason why, although there might be other reasons. Okay, anyone wants to look at the last two sources. They're not going to go inside, you'll see. One well, might be the reason why you can't rely on bittul and chametz. Maybe we define chametz as a davar sheish l'matir, and that would explain why you can't rely on bittul. Now there are other explanations. Again, anyone wants to read source? Where is it? Uh, fourteen to fifteen. Yeah, in source fourteen to fifteen, you'll see. Fourteen outlines the reasons, and fifteen gives a fakir. Leave. Um, so let's say you give an apple to 
balloon but they didn't enter not to eat an apple, and then the apple is put inside like a, 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 mm-hmm. a meat mixture. So isn't there a clash there? It's an apple. No, no, because that's min bishenomino. It could be Dovishish Matir and Enobatal is only when it's Min Bamino plus Dovishish Matir. Oh, okay. okay. Is it, but is that the dinner or no? Uh, not for us right now. Yeah. But that still doesn't tell us whether we can eat it or not. For example, if we say Obey Bissell doesn't exist, does that mean because there's no clash, therefore you can eat it? Or does Bissell not exist, therefore. No, Bittel doesn't exist. It means you can't eat it. That's the whole point. The only way to eat that chametz is if there's Bittel. Okay. Right? And if Bittel exists, so I wait till Pesach's over and then I could, might be able to eat it. Okay. Any other comments or questions? We're good? Okay. Very good, guys. So uh, now you guys all know some of the... You all can stick, again, even if you don't study for rabbi, you can realize how interesting this part of the law is. You now know the foundational question about Yavish for Yavish. Is it probability or is it metaphysical? And the foundational question about Davish Yesh Lamatirin, again, is it about uh, just weight, the pragmatic theory, or the more conceptual theory of the Ran? Guys, it's been a pleasure doing Shir Chloe with you all, Zman. Everyone should have a wonderful Shabbat and a wonderful vacation.